0: Do you believe that? We all have talents. We all have something that we can do for the Lord. Amen. We all heard it said, America, or we all know the show, America's Got Talent. And I'm here to tell you today that you've got talent. Amen. You've got talent. You've been given something from the Lord, something He has deposited within you to use for His service. We all have something that we can do and serve God in some way. God has given us many talents. As you see, the worship team, they're up there and worshiping and they're skilled to play an instrument. Maybe they have an awesome voice and they can sing. You know, that's not one of my talents. But God has blessed and given each and every one of us talents. Some are gifted with money. They, they can make money. Everything they do prospers. God has given them wisdom and ability to make money. There are a lot of different gifts that God has deposited in us. And so if I asked you today, what is your talent? What, it is, what is it that you are gifted to do? What is it that God has put in you today? What would you say? have to think about that, don't we? Sometimes we know exactly what we're called to do. Some people just know what they're called to do. They're gifted and they know it, they see it, and they've been developing it. But some of us may have to think about that. I've even heard some say, I don't know what I'm called to do. In ministry, you hear that all the time. What am I called to do? Help me find my destiny. And we've been talking about destiny these last several weeks destiny. We each have a call. We each have a destiny. God has designed us for purpose. And today, if you don't recognize or see the giftings or talents that you have, it is my prayer that as we go through this message today, as we go through the word of God, that you will see that your eyes will be open, that you have something to give for the master. We all have something to give. So that's my prayer today. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 25 today, beginning at verse 14. Would you all stand with me, if you're able, as we read the Word of God this morning? Matthew 25, verse 14. You should be able to follow along on the screen. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two talents gained two more also. But he who had received the one talent went out and hid in the ground his lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who has received the five talents, he came forward and he brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. What did his Lord say? His Lord said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received the two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. And look, I have gained two more talents. Besides the one that you've given me, his Lord said, well done. Good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent, he came and he said, Lord, I knew you were a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid And I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there, have what is yours. Here it is, Lord. But his Lord answered him and said, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers at my coming. I would have received back my own with interest. So take that talent from him. And what does he say? And give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And Jesus says, and cast that unprofitable servant into utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, God, that this parable that you have given us, Lord, is for a reason. It's a There's a purpose in it. Father, we thank you for your word, God, and that we can learn from your word. And Father, we just pray today as we d- dig into your word that, Father, you would touch our hearts and you would bring encouragement to each and every one of us, God. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is good. So... Just be, you know, backing up in, in chapter 24, Jesus is talking and he's teaching the crowds and he's letting them know about the end times. He's telling them to get ready. Get ready. Be prepared for when I come. Amen? He's letting them know. And then we get into chapter 25 before the parable of the talents. He tells us a parable of the bridesmaids. So the bridesmaids... Our ten bridesmaids, there's ten bridesmaids, there are five foolish and five wise. The five wise and the, the ten bridesmaids together, they go and they take their oil and they go and they wait for the master to come. They're waiting for the master. But it says five of them were wise and five were foolish. So they're waiting for the master and they all began to slumber and sleep. They all began to fall asleep because they were waiting such a long time for the master to return. As they are waiting, they hear a loud cry at midnight. And it says, the master is here. The Lord is here. And they wake up and they take their oil lamps, the five wise ones, and they have enough oil. They brought extra oil along with them. But the foolish bridesmaids, they didn't bring any extra oil. They only took what they needed. They didn't go and take extra. They didn't think of what the outcome would be. They only took enough for the time they needed. So they went to the wise bridesmaids, and they say, give us some of your oil. Can we have some of your oil? We want to go and meet the master. But they said, no. Go to to town yourself. Go to the store yourself and buy oil. If we give you our oil, we won't have enough. We won't have enough to go and to meet the master. I'm sorry. So the foolish bridesmaids, they go into town to buy oil. But while they are gone, it says that while the five wise bridesmaids are waiting, the master returns. And he, he welcomes the wise bridesmaids and he say, Come on in. Come on in to the uh, Lord's Supper. Come on in and celebrate with me. And he come in and they came in and the door was shut. So the door shut, and what happens? The five foolish bridesmaids, they come, and they're knocking on the door. Lord, let me in. Let us in. We're here. And he, he looks. He says through the door. He speaks through the door. He doesn't even open the door. And he said, I don't even know you. Who are you? I don't know you. You know, through this story, we can realize and we can come to understand that we can't rely on someone else to get us into the kingdom of heaven. We can't use someone else's oil. You know, we can't ride on the coattails of one another. We have to work out our own salvation. We have to be ready for the master because he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle. Doesn't mean we have to be perfect, but we have to be constantly coming to the Lord, emptying our hearts before him. We have to be ready. We have to stay alert. We can, you know, the wise... Bridesmaids, it says they fell asleep, but they were still prepared. They had been prepared. They had been doing what God had told them to do, which leads us to the next parable that we just read: the parable of the talents. We all have something to give, amen. The five talent, the five talent individual. He went out immediately. It says he went immediately and went to work for the master. He recognized that there was something he needed to do. There was something that he had to give. And he went out and immediately began to use the investment that God had put in him. God put an investment in him. God has put an investment in you. There's something he's given you to do for him. He immediately went to work. He wasn't slothful. You know, those who are good at making money, they don't do it by just laying around. They work hard. Sometimes they they invest and they fail, but they invest again. Maybe they fail again, but then they invest and God blesses them. It doesn't mean it's going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy, but God is with us and will help us on our journey as we walk with him. As it says, that the two-talent dude... He also, he went out and he invested his money and he made extra. He made an investment on what he had. You know, we can do that. If we just look and we see what God has deposited in us, we can work. If we ask him, we just need to step out and see what God will do. Step out and see what God has in your hand. What has he placed in your hand today? He placed in the hand of the three servants something. God is a good father. He loves each and every one of us the same. But he looked and he saw their ability and he didn't ask for more than they had. Amen. God isn't asking for what we don't have to give. You know, I can't teach like Pastor Glenn. I just don't have it in me. God God hasn't wired me that way. But God has put his DNA for those of us who are in him. His DNA is in you. So there's something in you that you can develop and learn and grow. Come on, church, it's time to rise up. It's time to wake up and realize the time is short. We don't have forever. We have so much time, and for you, your time length might be different than mine. We don't know when our time is up, when we'll stand before the master. And then we come to the, you know, the third servant who's given one talent. You know, today, we've got talent. You know, we all have talent. We all have something to give. But how many know, because you're talented, it doesn't mean that God is with you necessarily. Just because you've got talent, it doesn't mean that you're walking with God. It doesn't mean that what you're doing with what you've got is what God wants you to do. Justin Bieber, for example, 13 years old. He, you know, he, he was found by a, a talent scout. He was raised in a Christian home. He was taught by his mother who prayed for him and helped him to know the Lord. He would lead worship. But you know, at 13, a talent scout saw him, and he, they saw he was good. And he became famous very early at a young age. And and fame got to him, fortune got to him, and he went off the beaten path. He went headlong into the sins of the world. He just was just taken away with all that he had got. But he was talented. Thank God he has made a profession and a commitment to say that Jesus is Lord. We know he has a ways to go. But at least we know that he has a praying mom who is praying for him and believing that God is going to do something in his life. Not only him, what about Katy Perry? We actually had the privilege of meeting her parents. They are Christians. Keith and Mary Hudson raised her in a Christian home as well. When she was young, she would lead bio, um, worship at Bible studies. She'd come to church and she led worship. And then she became famous and went away from the Lord and has fallen right away from God. But her parents shared with us her Um, Mom shared with us that God is working in her life. You see, when we pray for those who are unsaved, our children that have walked away from the Lord or loved ones, you don't know what God is doing. It might look bad. She doesn't look good to me. Not when you look at her, you know, with her being in right standing with God. Things don't look good. But we are believing and they are believing that she will return to the Lord. Just because we've got talent doesn't mean we're using it for his purposes. But it doesn't mean that we can't be a businessman. It doesn't mean that we can't, you know, work with our hands and to help others. God has called us each differently. Each according to what the investment he's deposited in us. Again, that one talent servant. What did he do? He went and he hid his talent in the ground. You know, I don't know what he was thinking, but he thought, my master's a hard master. Maybe he was afraid. Maybe today, you know, people are, we're going through things. So we think we can't do the things that God has called us to do. We can't do all that he's called us to do because we're just going through such trials and tribulation. I had to come to terms with that in my own life where we were in ministry, and I had to look into you know, things that we were going through in our own family. I had to say, God, I, I can't do it right now. I can't do it. It's not what I have in my heart to do because things just seem so overwhelming to me. But God spoke so clearly to me one day. He said, Lynn, focus on me. Do what I have called you to do. And I will take care of your problems. I will take care of those things that are hindering you from doing what I've called you to do. Just focus on me. So I began to live like I didn't have a problem. I began to live life for others rather than worrying about my own self and what I was going through. I began to weep for others the way I wanted others to weep for me. I began to pour my heart into others. You know, our son some of you know, was on drugs for six years. And we had prayed for him. We raised him in the ways of the Lord, but he went astray. During that time, I had to recognize and realize didn't matter what I was going through. God still had a call on my life, something for me to do. And you wouldn't believe it. As I decided, God, I'm just going to pour myself into those you bring my way. How many drug addicts he brought my way for me to minister to, for me to weep with, mothers who are crying out for their children who are lost. You know what? You can turn your problems into something good if you have a different outlook on things. If you look at things differently and you say, God, what can I do to reach others through the things I've suffered? And now I'm so happy to say our son has come back to the Lord. He's in Bible college. God is doing a mighty work in his heart. We had a journey to go through. We all have a journey. But we still can't deny the things that God has called us to do. We have to take up our cross. We have to follow him. Because one day, even as it says, he's going to come back and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats. From those who did it and those who didn't. And one day we're going to give an account. We don't often hear that in church anymore. We don't hear that God is wanting us to give account. You know, yes, we're saved by grace, by faith. But that doesn't mean we can just lay back like that servant did and do nothing. No matter what he's gone through, no matter what he went through, but he still went and he buried the talent. So we've all been given a talent. And I'm happy to say that we've all been given time we all have time. God has given us time. Time to make things right. Time to repent. Time to forgive one another. Time to do those things that he has called us to do. You know, we can't go back in time. The past is the past. It's gone. There's some things that maybe we could have done back then. We can't do it anymore. You know we can't do it anymore, but God doesn't. God doesn't look at that. He looks at you where you are now. He looks at you what you can do now. Doesn't matter if you're young. Doesn't matter if you're old. There's something for you to do. You can pray. I mean, I've seen so many people that just have the gift of intercession. They can pray. If you ask them to pray, there's certain people I go to when I need someone to pray. I don't just ask anybody because I want somebody who's really anointed to pray to pray with me in agreement, believing that what God wants to do, what he will do. Then there's some with the gift of compassion. I love that gift. I don't always have it, but I love it. It's those who can look into people's hearts and lives and see they're going through a problem, they're going through a struggle, and they will minister to them and meet them where they're at. They will help them. You know, it's important to weep with those who weep. Sometimes we think, "Well, I don't really wanna hear it. I've got my own problems. But like I said, if we take our eyes off our problems and focus on one another, you'll find, wow, I don't feel so heavy. I've got peace. I've got joy, even though sometimes our conditions aren't great. But because we pour ourselves out, doesn't mean we don't have to refuel. We have to refuel. We have to get in our prayer closet. We have to pray. We have to have that time reading the Word. It's essential for the Christian today, a communion, communion with the Father. So we're given time. Time goes on. And sometimes it seems long. Sometimes the hour seems long when we're going through something. But if we remain faithful, when we stumble, we just get back up. We get back up on our feet and we do what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. So we're given time, we're given talent, we're given time. But one day, we've got to write the test. Amen. We're given a test. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to we're going to have to write the final test. We're going to have to pass the test. We got to pass the test. Doesn't mean we have to be 100% perfect, but we have to pass the test. So Jesus after his long journey, he comes back and he says he he says I'm going to gather my three servants, these three dudes before me and see what they've done with the investment that I've given them, what they did with what I handed them. You know, some people think, well, five talents, two talents, one talent. It's not fair. But you know what? God knows what we can do. God knows that some are just more intelligent than others. It's a fact. Some are more intelligent. Some have different skills. I, you know, I can't do it. What Brother Bill does, I can't build stuff. You know, some of us just aren't good at that. I'm not good like Kendra. I can't go in the office and just, you know, pull a bulletin together. That's not me. I've, I've not been wired that way. But that's okay. We're all called to do what we are called to do. So the master returns, calls his servants forward, and the five talent servant. He said, master, I've gained five more. You know, he did what he was called to do. Doesn't mean it was easy. Like I said, it wasn't easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy. He worked hard and long and, you know, five talents. A talent today, apparently there's discrepancy, but a talent could be worth to $1 million to our currency today. It could be worth that much money. So don't think just because you were given one talent, two talent, or five talent, that it isn't much. It's, it's a lot. It's a big investment. So he said, well done. Let's celebrate together. Come on in and share the joy of your salvation with me. You did a good job. High five. Amen? And then the as well, the, the servant who had the two talents He also doubled his talent. He worked just as hard. And that's the key. You know, he didn't work any less hard. He worked just as diligently. He went out, doesn't matter, you know, what we're gifted with. He worked just as hard to do what he had to do to please the master. But that one talent dude, he went and he dug the hole in his backyard. So when the master returned, he dug it back out. Come, and he said, here, Lord, here it is. It's is just what you gave me. This is what you gave me. Here it is. And what did Jesus say? Because we know the master represents Jesus. What did he say to him? He said, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I was a hard master. You knew that I expected much. Then why didn't you even put it in the bank so I could get some interest? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you just try something? Why didn't you step out of your comfort zone and do something for the master? Why did you just sit there? Like I said, it could have been he had problems. It could have been, you know, things that were discouraged. Maybe I can't. Sometimes when God asks us to do things, it's overwhelming. We feel like, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I never thought I'd be up speaking, ever. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. I never knew the ways of the Lord. God saved me. I told my husband when we got married, that's fine. I'll marry you, but I'm not going into ministry, and I'm not having children. Ha ha. God's, the joke's on me, right? God has his ways of turning things around. But you know why? Did you bury what I gave you? You could have invested it. He called him his lazy and wicked servant. He said, depart from me, because I didn't even know you. That seems like it's harsh, but you know what? Nobody invests. An investor isn't going to invest and not expect some sort of investment. They want to see something on the money. Amen? They want to see an increase. They don't want to just, you know, see nothing. He just dug a hole in the ground. The absurdity is he went and put this large sum of money, so to speak, in the ground. He dug a hole and put it in the ground, and he did nothing. He sat there year after year. Have you ever wanted what others have? I think we've all been there in some way. You know, a little bit of covetousness once in a while. Well, wouldn't it be nice, God, if I had that? If I had this? Have you ever wanted what others have? In the kingdom, we, have to, we can't have what others have. We have to work for what God has given us. We have to work for it. We can't take what's not ours. God's not going to accept that when we stand before him on that day. When he's there and he, you know, and he's going to say either enter in or depart, he wants to see that we made an investment with his gifts that he's given us. He's not going to say, oh, well, I understand what you've been through. And I know some people have been through some terrible, dark things, the things that you hear in ministry. But I do know that a lot of times those people end up being the strongest. There are a lot of them that turn out stronger than ever. You know, they do, they do for the Lord with what they have, even though it might be difficult, even though it might not look like it's going to be much of a return. But God cares about you today. God knows who you are. He sees you. He knows the gift that is in your hand today. What is the gift that God has placed in your hand? What is it you're called to do? It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get there right away. We're going to have to work for the master until he returns. We're going to have to put to work the things that he's put on side of us and start where we're at. If that's the best advice someone gave me one time. Just start where you're at. Start where you're at. Do the things that God puts in your mind to do. Begin to do them with all your heart. When you serve, serve with all your heart. Some people who serve are just so awesome at serving. They know what you need, and they're there for you, and they love to do it, and they smile. When you ask some people, can you do this, they're like, oh, that's really not my calling. You know, but some people. And then those with, in children's ministry, it takes a gift. To do that, it takes a love of the Father to be able to to minister to the children. God has something for you today. So maybe today you can say, yes, I know. I'm actually, I probably have five-talent ability. But maybe I'm not quite living up to that five-talent responsibility. Right? Maybe I'm not quite doing what I know I could be doing. I might be slacking off a bit. God wants you to, you know, step it up a bit. Step it up. Begin to say, God, I don't want to be slothful. I don't want to be slothful. I don't want to be called lazy. I want you to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Or maybe today you can say, yes, I'm like that one servant that was so slothful. I'm burying my talent. My talent's in the ground. I haven't done much with what you've given me. Well, I want to encourage you today that there's still time. There's still time before the final test. If you're breathing, there's time. There's time to do something. Maybe you can pray. Not everybody can go, but you can pray. You can pray for others. You can pray for your family. You can begin to serve in some way or fashion. You can do something for the master. God is looking for faithful servants. God is looking for someone to stand up and say, God, yes, I recognize what you've put in me, and I desire to do what you've called me to do. I desire to be used by you in a mighty way. Have the worship team come and just close us in a a song today. I don't know what it is that God wants from you. Only you can answer that. Only you can do what God has called you to do. Only you can begin to seek the Lord and ask him, God, what is it you want me to do? Where do, you, where do I begin, Lord? Where do I start? Come on, stand with me as we close in prayer. When your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom... You knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com.